The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning, friends, and welcome back to the Source of Truth podcast on this Thursday morning. And we are so glad you've taken time to join us as we take a few more minutes out of our week to look into the Word of God. Uh, If you're following along in the scriptures, we are in Colossians chapter 4. This morning what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to take um, two verses that we kind of concluded with yesterday. Um, We just kind of, to an extent, a bit of an overview, and I want to dig down a little deeper into these two verses. I think that, you know, obviously there's a very specific context interpretation these two verses are giving us, uh, but I think there's some great practical application to this interpretation and beyond that I think is absolutely necessary for us. And, it, and I say that because I think it's something that is so timely. This, the scriptures here were to a church in Colossae back, you know, just what, a few years after Jesus had gone to heaven. And now we're in 2022 in the midst of a chaotic world. And these words, these verses ring true, so true today. So uh, Colossians chapter 4, uh, he tells us in verse number 5, Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how to answer every man. So he's referencing our communication and our contact when he says with them that without, with outside the world, in the outside world. Let me just give you kind of the practical way to look at it today. When we come to church, um, there's a list of things that we have grown to expect grown to acknowledge uh, generally some of it's just the traditions that come with church some of it sometimes can be silly uh, you can uh, some preachers call it christianese we can speak our own weird abnormal uncultural language and and that the world sits back and thinks strange hopefully we'd get away from that frankly i think that's only a deterrent but sometimes it happens at least we go into this little bubble of what we either grew up in or what we accept and we're comfortable with it even though it's abnormal to the world but when doing that, you, what we're talking about this idea of them without, we get outside that bubble and then everything seems to change. So we come in, we encourage each other, and I think it should be. I think there should be a place of refuge at the church from the battles of the world. But we kind of say, this is us, and, and if you're not careful, you become us four and no more. He's telling us that those that on the outside, we need to walk in wisdom in them, not because we're separating. I heard years ago someone preach on this passage that we need to be discerning in how we separate from them and we're careful not to let them influence us. That is not what Paul is saying in this passage. We sometimes as Christians can be so afraid that we don't let the world influence. And don't get me wrong, we need to be careful not to be influenced by the world. But we sometimes can be so careful and more concerned that we're not influenced by the world that we have forgotten that we are the salt and light of the world. We are to influence them. And we have isolated and separated ourselves so much that we are not being the influence that God put us here to be. And so we all look alike and we sound alike, which is great, but that's not influence. And we, we need to be less concerned about our little bubble and more concerned about our community. So he tells us, walk in wisdom with them than without. So that means in wisdom, I am going to make sure that I don't become like the world to win them. Because in my opinion, um, I know the things need to be relevant. But in my opinion, if the, if the world's, we don't need the world to look and say, you're just a Christian view of us. They need to see real. They need to see, and I'm not saying weird, but they need to see real and godly and passionate and, and I'm not saying, hey, he dresses weird, he must be a Christian. I'm not saying that. But there's a reality and a hope in our lives that the world doesn't understand. So when you share Jesus, 
How do you do it in a way that is impactful? How do you do it in a way that the world's not going to just automatically turn off? Well, he gives us that. So walk in wisdom to them that are without. Uh, walk with them. Understand. What's, so what do we do? Understand the battles they go through. Understand that the Bible says the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. To the unsaved world, they consider this stuff foolish. So understand that. Understand they don't understand our hope. They don't understand our help. And, and, and frankly, there are so many other religions that are fake and empty out there today that all they do is they lump them into one, one, one group. And it makes sense. So we have to understand that they ha- may have a very legitimate confusion with religion. So I walk in wisdom to the world, understanding their skepticism, frankly, embracing their skepticism. I believe anybody who's truly seeking truth will find it in God. And we're not afraid of that because we have the truth. It's not about whether we are right or wrong. God's right. The word's right. We're fine with that. So we embrace the skepticism so that people can get beyond all those questions to find the truth. Frankly, the greater the skepticism, the greater the truth. So we want the skeptics. We want those that are coming in. So we walk in wisdom with them, redeeming the time, uh, redeeming the time we have now, taking advantage of the circumstances, taking advantage of the fact that the world is looking a little more. Uh, We're in a postmodern world. People aren't just going to automatically say, People say postmodern, post-Christian world. People aren't going to automatically say, well, that's a church, let me go find the answers. In fact, in 2022, some are going to say, that's a church, I'm going to stay away from them. Because the world has told them that churches are hateful, intolerant, critical, and frankly, there are some churches like that today. And so because of that, and there's one really legitimate bad experience where the pastor's more concerned about politics and about a certain look and about the silly preferences they have and less concerned about just teaching the Bible and preaching the Bible, that the world sees that and it is wrong, it's unbiblical, and they don't know what to do with that. And so we have to understand that that is often the experience that the world is seeing. So we walk in wisdom, so we redeem whatever time. Here's another way to redeem the time. When God lays upon your heart in some scenarios to maybe invite or talk to somebody, they may not at first even acknowledge anything you say, but it's an opportunity to maybe, maybe you're not witnessing right away. Maybe you're talking to them, encouraging them, maybe trying to develop a relationship that will lead to that. So we walk in wisdom, just be wise and how we deal with it, with the goal of being able to share Jesus. And he says in verse six, here's kind of how we do it. He kind of goes more detail. Let your speech, remember the word let is an imperative. So let your speech, it's command, be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how, to, how you ought to answer every man. By the way, every man. Christian, the great Christian walking with God, the carnal Christian, the unsaved. This is not complicated. This, I mean, sorry. This is not easy. It is complicated. It requires the grace of God in our life. But what does he mean in this? He goes, so my speech needs to be always with grace. The word grace, unmerited favor, that's used in this case of giving somebody something they don't deserve. So somebody deserves, in your mind, your opinion. Right? They deserve, in your mind, um, for you want to give them a piece of your mind. They've been cruel, been ever, and you're just going to come and spew all this venom from your mind. And that might be what they deserve because they've been doing it to you. And God says, I need to offer them grace. I need to offer them something. This requires God's strength because it's virtually impossible to do on your own. It requires God's grace to be able to respond in a way of grace. And sometimes we fail. We're never going to be perfect in this. But that's what he's saying. We want to make sure our speech... Now, by the way, sometimes it just means there's some things we just don't say. And we don't have to always act like everything's perfect. But sometimes there's things I want to do, things I want to say, and we just don't. 
We use wisdom in doing that. And that doesn't mean that we, as a Christian world, just get shoved around all the time. And there's a time we stand up for right and stand strong. Christians have given their life for right and wrong. So it's not a wimpy scenario. And there are times you need to take the right steps that culture dictates. But then we say, so our grace season was sought, that ye may know how to answer every man. Season was sought. I, I season it. The idea Old Testament time, or the Bible times when this was written, it, it, salt savored the meat. If you didn't have freezers and so you would, or refrigerators, and so you salt, and the salt would savor it. It would, it would make sure that it's something that could be used for a long time. I use grace, and I'm kind of seasoning my words, and so that my words won't come back to haunt me, so that my words can be effective. And sometimes it means don't talk. It means just limit it. It also means that I just acknowledge sometimes the hurt coming from the person, because without Jesus, think about it, without Jesus, what would we do? How would we respond to this current world without Jesus in our lives? So we have to understand the battle they're going through, understand the life change in our life and how that can be them, but they need to experience them from God, not a religious debate. And so we want to be passionate. We want to be unashamed of the gospel. We want to share that with people, uh, but we want to make sure that we're using wisdom in how we're doing it. We're not just screaming or going to hell and scaring, you know, they probably are and they need to know that. Um, but we need to make sure that they understand that the true answer is the hope that comes. That's what we want to share, that there is a real heaven and a real hell. But the hope, the answer, what do we do about that? How do we find the answer? That's what we're striving to share. May our speech be like that. And the practical point is this. This is the same kind of way we should treat each other. It's the same kind of way we should treat uh, other Christians and Christian brothers and sisters and things of that nature. And don't get me wrong, all of us have failed at this at some point. If we sit back and say, well, I have failed, I'm never going to try it again, we miss out the point of grace and reconciliation and forgiveness. If we say, well, that person once failed and I'll never see them the same way, we have missed out on the point of grace, reconciliation, and forgiveness. We've missed all what God is trying to tell us. Christianity is not always clean and perfect. There's a level of messy in it, unfortunately. And if we can't look beyond the mistakes of others, it's a battle because we're hoping that they're willing to look beyond our mistakes. May that be our heart. May that be our desire. And may we strive to emanate God through this to the world. Thanks again for joining us on this Thursday morning, giving me a chance to be part of your day. Greatly appreciate the wonderful privilege I have to teach God's Word. I hope this is a help. I hope it's a challenge and encouragement. And we hope it's something that will just give you some greater strength as we strive to follow God's Word. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.